Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. I'm Laurie Seymour from the Baca Journey. Hi, I'm Aparna Sane from uh, Prana Edge. I'm Marianne McGuire of LetGoAndKnow.com. I'm Gathanjali Hemp, founder of Centara System. I'm Sabrina Fritz with Living in Alignment. We're together today to talk about something that, on the face of it, doesn't sound very sexy. Yet, it's critical to knowing how to move in the world. And that is discernment. The power of discernment knowing how to listen to someone's words and determine if they're true, knowing how to make decisions that feel connected with your own inner sense of truth. So how is discernment different from judgment? When I listen to someone, I pay attention to how their words make me feel, how they feel in my body, So I I really do pay attention from not do they make sense. That's kind of more my my determinant head, that part of me that judges and analyzes, and that's all fine. But I listen from the place, from my heart, so that I can feel how someone's words feel in my body. Do they have flow? Do they have resonance? Do they actually make my gut tighten? Do they make me feel like, um, sometimes like, ooh, I feel sick listening to this person. Sometimes I hear someone speaking and I know that they may have the best intentions in the world, but there's there's something else moving with their words that doesn't line up in my own body. So I don't have judgment about that person or even necessarily about what they're saying. But I use my own inner discernment to see if what they're saying feels true to me. And doesn't mean I have to do anything about it. I don't have to tell anybody anything. I can then know how to move with what they've told me or what they're saying based on how my own body feels. How is it for for you all? Well, I love this um, topic Laurie, I think it's really important. For me, judgment, when it's unbalanced, it's not helpful at all because people project others and it's all based on fear. And fundamentally, discernment is being able to judge well. So obviously, you'll want to cultivate it um, or you'll feel the effect of bad judgment in your life. <laughs> Although, Although, you know, we learn from everything we do, so maybe we shouldn't judge bad judgment. But for me, I activate discernment in two ways. One is just plain and simple using common sense born from my life experience. And more importantly, too, by choosing to honor the guidance that I receive from my soul, from my source. So I I just think it's so magnificent and comforting to know that there is a constant and ever-present stream of guidance available to us. And when we really feel 
this, our lives can change. And you can call on it, call on spirit to assist you in making a decision, big or small or whatever it might be. And you can develop discernment by focusing your attention on your ability to receive guidance and just be willing to receive and allow it and you will feel the awareness or the answer, whatever it is, and it'll always feel loving and light and expansive and always, always peaceful. I mean, paradoxically, it might feel really passionate and zingy, but it'll always have a sense of peace. So discernment is really the ability to choose well, um, to choose the awareness or the answer that's being offered to you by divine love rather than ignore it or choose the heavier option out of fear or maybe a sense of duty, that won't benefit you or anyone. So it's down to those two uh, choices based on awareness of your guidance, of your knowing. Marianne, and I think for me, um, where discernment becomes really real is when we look at things like New Year's resolutions and things that um, really cause us to go into that judgment, not just of others, but of ourselves. And this is where we can, we have a tendency. I know I personally have to watch myself about being too hard on myself and setting goals that are sometimes realistic, but a lot of times there are things that, you know, we constantly want. And it's, and what happens is that we constantly are seeking something outside of ourselves to make ourselves more fulfilled and whole. And that's where it creates a lot of negativity and um, judgment internally and kind of creates um, uh, problems with our health, problems with just feeling whole and happy. So, um, you know, when it comes to discernment versus going into judgment, I tend to always see it as a almost an area where it can really lead us down a path of unhealthy or un, unhappy thoughts about ourselves sometimes. Oh, I love what you're saying, Aparna. I mean, that really resonates with me because, yes, that inner judge can be extremely critical. And, you know, having been raised Catholic, I am no spring chicken when it comes to judgment. (laughs) Judgment was something I was raised with and something I learned to do very well. And, you know, I was in a meditation a few years ago where during the meditation, it was a guided meditation, and the other person that was in the room gave channeled a message directly from our heart. And my heart told me at that time that I really needed to learn to listen, listen and discern, not just what the words were being said to me, but the energy of those words that were coming through. And that was how I was actually going to be able not only to help others, but myself. And it's funny because, you know, my husband will sometimes say, you know, that's pretty judgmental. And I'm saying, no, it's actually discerning because I have learned through the years that in order to really listen to my heart and protect my heart, sometimes I need to love people from afar. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need to invite them into my life on a regular basis because although, you know, I was raised to please others and to, um, be kind to everyone um, and to be very generous and open and giving, 
that has actually caused a lot of heartache and issues for me personally. And so it's more important for me now to get to that level of discernment where I am setting clear boundaries. I find discernment to be essential in setting those boundaries in order to no longer feel judgment of myself and how I react and judgment of others in those, those states. So Sabrina, that's, that's wonderful. That the part that you just said about the energy of the words and not just the words themselves is so, is so meaningful to me because I find that if I listen with just my analytical self to what somebody is saying, they can have the most beautiful words in the world. But there's, there's such a thing that a teacher of mine once said about double emanation. It's like the words themselves are one thing, but the energy that's there underneath that is something else, and there's a different message. And we need to listen to both. And we need to then have that discernment to say, ah, that's not for me, and to be able to step back. And, um, and so that, that whole piece is so important. And, Gathanjali, I wonder what your sense is of the difference between discernment and judgment. Sometimes I think that discernment is more about, it's, it's more in relationship to what is mine to have impact on. So about myself and my reality. And judgment is more this externalization, I think. And it's more about um, creating comparison and a value, a value judgment, a value um, assessment of things that are outside of my control that I don't actually have any power over or really any right to be um, considering in that way. You know, I think there's a violation sometimes that happens where it's like putting my own, placing my own values in places that they're not meant to be, where discernment feels more to me like really assessing and sorting and choosing. And there's a lot of empowerment within that. So that's one way that I frame the difference between those two. And Aparna mentioned that about choosing well, you know, that, that, uh, that how, how crucial that is and how much that is a part of discernment as opposed to judgment. I, I wanted to go back to something, Marianne, that you said um, about trusting the guidance from your, your source. Mm. But something that comes up with people a lot that I work with is how do you tell? How do you know the difference between something that is true and something that's not, how do you, how do you have discernment in regards to your own inner guidance? And, and what I'm thinking about that, and I want to just open that up in general is, you know, when we get excited about something, we can get any piece of information we want from, from ego, you know, personality will say, yeah, that's the right direction. Yeah, that's for you. And it's not from that deepest, most grounded part of ourselves. So, yeah, so that's, you, you brought, brought that up to my mind, Marianne. Yeah, that's exactly it, um, Laurie. It isn't from the deepest part of ourselves. It is, you know, from the intellect or from our past. The way, I think this is universal. This is definitely true for me. Um, and I found it to be true for pretty much everybody I talk to. You have to go within. You can't just be taken along, taken along, taken along you know, by your mind and, or even by the excitement of it, you have to become still and go within and you have to trust yourself. 
that you absolutely do know the answer, that you have full awareness of this when you tap into the energy of it. And it'll always have a sense of peace about it. The answer you're looking for or the awareness that you seek that's available to you will always be a sense of peace about it. And as I said, it, you know, you could be feeling really excited and passionate about it. That's, that's great. It's fantastic. But um, it'll always feel expansive and have a lovely light feeling to it. And on the contrary, if what you're contemplating has a feeling of heaviness about it, you know, really perhaps you could reconsider, go deeper. It could just be a tangent or just something that has to be looked at or tweaked. It doesn't mean the whole thing has to be, you know, thrown away. But you do know, you always do know when you take a little bit of time to become still, go within and see how you feel because your body is the barometer. It's so amazing. It's so exciting that we have this, this gift. Our body is the barometer. We'll feel it in our gut or we'll feel it in our heart center or we'll feel it in our throat somewhere I actually get tingles in my head top of my head that's that's one of my main signs when something's a go-ahead for me and when it's not I literally feel a heaviness in my stomach so I, I asked the question many years ago I said give me a straight sign give me a straight sign and that's what I got give me a yes give me a no I asked my body and I've been using it ever since so that's another uh, little tool that you can use. Talk to your body. Your body has this glorious intelligence in every cell. So communicate with it so that you know for sure you're not, communi you're not getting answers from your ego and that you're speaking with your truth. Marianne, um, I, that. I think that the body actually is one of the best indicators. And just one thing I want to point out here is that sometimes, you know, our, we may have stretch targets or things that are bigger dreams. And um, when we check in with our body, it can feel like, you know, you get that butterfly or that feeling like, oh, my God, can I really do it? And that's kind of when you know you've, you're on to something that is expansive and can allow you to really transition, you know, kind of transform yourself into that next level. Um, but it can sometimes feel a little uneasy or uncomfortable because it's not something we're used to doing. So I know as I have been making a shift more as an entrepreneur, I notice that I get that all the time nowadays. And that's not necessarily something where, it's an indication that I need to pull back, but more of an indication that I'm getting into uncharted territory where I've never been before. That's very true, Aparna, because, you know, our body is that barometer, as Marianne said. And, you know, I have found that lately, you know, I've always been, I've subscribed to that belief that, you know, if it feels good, do it. You know, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. But I also have now found the value of neutrality. And I believe that's what Marianne is speaking about. Mm, it's about peace. When you can get to that state of neutrality, it's a knowingness, a really deep knowingness that this is the person meant to be in my life. This is the direction I'm meant to be headed. This is my next logical and heartfelt step. You know, all of that, it comes together and blends so well. So, because sometimes when you're even overly passionate and excited about something, that can be the ego coming in be going, oh, this is my next step because it's going to be my claim to fame. You know, it's going to get me known or something. And so you have to watch those feelings of passion as well to see if, is that an ego-based passion or is that really a heart-centered passion? And that's when I do take the time to really tune in, meditate and connect 
and ask those questions, those yes, no, I love the, um, I call them the ants marching on my head. <laughs> yeah, you get a chill. Oh my God, isn't it gorgeous? It's such yeah. a delicious feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, we're on it. We're going to move forward now. <laughs> it's really totally in love with neutrality. It's a huge part of my work. I absolutely love it. And definitely something to... Not, not, not aim for. That's not the right word to surrender into. Yeah, I think about um, cultivating it, and I think again, it comes back to practice, and it is so much about discernment and knowing what it is that we are aligning with. So I think it's a question of alignment a lot of the time too, and are we aligning with our ego self and our, and and or with our truest, most highest aligned designer desires and self? And I think that comes out of a depth of practice and. Um, I think that, that that does come back to discernment and it comes back to asking the right question. I think that's, that's something that can't be underlined enough, you know? So a lot of the time we're talking about this binary system, like do I feel a yes or do I feel a no? And what the question is so much is going to determine how accurate the answer is going to be, right? Because if you ask a question that doesn't actually get to the heart or the point of what it is you're trying to find out, then you're not going to actually get the directionality that you're really looking for or wanting. And so I think learning how to ask really good questions of self and the universe and our life becomes really, really important. And I think that stems out of, again, choosing what it is that we're really wanting. Do we want to strengthen and empower our egoic self or do we want to find deep peace? Like what is our greater intention? Do we want to be in deep alignment with our true nature and be of service to the world? Or do we want to make as much money as possible? They're very different. They're very different um, desires and therefore very different answers will, will, will be generated based on what our overall intention is. And so I think that's an important thing to discern first. Um, in, in the process. I think that's critical, Gathanjali. I, I really do. I teach people how to ask questions, how to get quiet, how to trust their feeling body, because the way in which we ask a question will determine the answer, just as you said. If somebody wants to do something, they can wait the question in such a way that they get the answer that they either expect or desire to hear. I, I work a lot with, with writing uh, as a means so that the pen becomes the neutral force, so to speak. And so I may ask the question of, what questions am I needing to ask about this situation? And then I get quiet and let those answers come through to that so that the nuances, the, the different dimensions of it become clearer. And then I can write about, write the answers to those questions. So often I will start my day with, you know, what is, what is new today? What am I needing to know about today? So that I can have discernment about the, the, the feelings that I'm having that day, the energy that's new that day, even what I'm to do that day. And the body, my body always tells me, oh, you know, you're, you're on or you're not kind of thing. And I can read it back to myself whatever it is that I've written and know from how it feels in my body, whether I've been on in that moment or whether I was distracted um, or caught up in, you know, in some concern 
and I wasn't able to get my body relaxed enough, deep enough to, um, to, to really bring through with that discerning heart, with my own discerning heart, what was true. Mm. I really, really love that, Lori. And I love the nuance and the detail within that and that surrendering and opening to really hearing your own internal voice and the voice of the mystery and listening to that directionality. And I think that it's just a deeper layer and level beyond a binary system of yes and no, or this way or that way, because I think so often our choices aren't really black and white and they're not that clear in that way. I think there is so much gray and neutrality or, or shades of potentiality. And I think that it's not always necessarily, oh, this would be the right path and that would be the wrong one. It's so much more about how we're walking that path, how we meet what is arising for us in any direction. And, and we have so much choice in it. And so just, it's like, you know, instead of just like three colors, primary colors or five colors, all of a sudden we have this palette to paint our life with that has such nuance and details where there's hundreds of shades of blues and reds and pinks and golds. And, and what we can create with that becomes so much more just so much more intricate and unique and beautiful and complex and true to each of our own unique individuality. I agree with that. I do actually think that it's a way to tap into flow because when you become discerning, when you focus on choosing based on your inner guidance, whatever that may be, whatever that may be, you, your life feels aligned in all kinds of ways with the divine. And that's really what we desire, the glorious feeling of living from our truth. And there is a beautiful openness about it as well, because when you follow your guidance, when you're discerning, your mind, your heart is open so that you'll never remain stuck in an old pattern or a belief that's limiting you. So, because you're always available for what newness needs to be birthed in your life. Well, and that's why surrender is so essential to this because when we tend to make a decision, we tend to stick to it. And that's what you're all saying is that we have to meander through life and listen in every moment and learn to discern in every moment because what resonated yesterday or even 15 minutes ago may not be our truth now. And, you know, that's the thing with other people when they're sharing their truth with us, they may believe in it. That's why we discern through the energy feeling centers rather than the words that are coming from their mouth, because it's a very, can sometimes be a very different message that you're receiving. That's so beautiful, Sabrina. You've, you've really summed it up. It is so, so remarkably when we're available, when we learn how to surrender, when we're willing to shift on a dime. Um, Living aligned is when life works. And whatever we, we all may say we want, and we may all say it in a different way, probably it's true that we all want our life to work. So Lori, one thing I want to add here is just, it's what you said about the, 
the writing and the and the journaling because um, in that you know we all want to live in a line a life of alignment and sometimes it can feel like you know you're out there uh, on your own and trying to you know live that life of alignment but um, writing is a very important tool and journaling and, and 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 not just journaling and rampaging on our thoughts but really asking uh pointed questions as you said um that allow us to create an expansion and create an energy of growth within ourselves and so writing can really be used as a very effective partner that we have in our life to lead that life of alignment especially in moments that kind of test us or challenge us. So I want to make sure that we, we leave with that because I personally find that as a very effective tool as well. Thank you, Aparna. And, and that's what Wisdom Talk Radio is all about. That's why I think we've come together is to explore ways in which life can work, ways in which we can live a life that is filled with our, our own guided purpose. So thanks for joining us for this episode of Wisdom Talk Radio, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. Facebook.